Welcome to Two Pillars Podcast, motivation for the mind and spirit, drawing frequent reference from the Bible. Receive bite-sized, digestible, motivational insights and tools to renew your spirit and nourish a strong mindset. And now your host, author, blogger, and leader, Elita Torres. Welcome to the second part of the Faith Series. This is episode five from the Two Pillars podcast. If you are listening to this, thank you so much for being part of the community. It really does mean a lot to me. Today's lesson is all about how sometimes faith comes from surprising places. I thought I'd start up with this theme because when we were thinking of faith, sometimes we, we have a picture of what faith looks like or what it should look like and the the stories today show that sometimes it can really come from surprising places we all know we can sometimes be guilty of judging a book by its cover when i first started off in sales and i think sales is probably anyone who who worked in sales can can probably have their own version of this story i remember seeing a salesperson write, run uh, to hurry the best dressed customer. It tended to be always the best dressed customer that got the best service. There was one guy who came in, a customer, who wore dirty, kind of ripped jeans and just a regular t-shirt. And the sale, one of the salespeople just completely bypassed him and went to serve someone else. He obviously judged that the best dressed customer would have the means to buy a bigger TV or a sound system. But to his surprise, he later found out that another salesperson who served him ended up making a ton of commission, especially in those times. He was actually an owner of a construction uh, company, and he was looking for a whole new audio and video equipment for for his home. And he ended up making probably three to four times the commission as the other salesperson who bypassed him to go serve the best-dressed customer. It can be hard not to give in to our unconscious bias, defined as unsupported judgments in favor of or against one thing, person or group, as compared to another. It's a bias that the person may not even be aware of, thus labeled unconscious. If I were to ask you, picture a person with unbelievable faith. Who do you picture? Probably a person with a collar, maybe a nun, a deacon, the Pope. Today's stories are about finding faith in the most surprising places. A centurion, a Canaanite, who were the hated enemies of the Jewish people, and even a prostitute. As in the first part of the faith series, I will read out the story. So today will be three stories in particular. I'll read out the story from the Bible and then give a little commentary after always all three stories come from the niv version so first story comes from matthew chapter 8 verses 5 to 13 the faith of the centurion when jesus had entered capernaum a centurion came to him asking for help lord he said my servant lies at home paralyzed suffering terribly jesus said to him shall i come and heal him The centurion replied, Lord, 
I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he goes and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. Thanks be to God. And I also, just as a side note, will end, if I do um, do a Bible reading, I will end with either thanks be to God or amen, just so you know that the reading has completed and make that clear uh, distinction. So this story tells about a centurion. A centurion was a career military officer in the Roman army with control over 100 soldiers, therefore the word centurion. Roman soldiers of all people were not really liked by the Jews. They, They were hated for their oppression, control, and ridicule. Yet this man's genuine faith amazed Jesus. Matthew emphasizes this universal theme. Jesus's message is for everyone. But many Jewish leaders chose to ignore it. Each individual had to choose to accept or reject the gospel. In Roman society, the emperor had supreme authority and he delegated it to officers like centurions. To disobey these officials is to disobey the emperor himself. But the the centurion sees that Jesus is invested with a similar authority Only the person he represents must be God. This officer understands, as John Calvin commented, he who, by the mere expression of his will, restores health to men and must possess supreme authority. We are all like the centurion, none of us worthy to approach the Lord with any requests. Our sin prevents it. But Jesus, in his great compassion, overlooks our sin so he can make a connection with us. It's ironic how it's it usually tended to be people outside of who you would think Jesus came to serve and help that would show some of the greatest uh, faith. The centurion in this story had enough faith in Jesus that he said Jesus only needed to say a word and his servant would be healed. He then Jesus then thir- turned to the crowd with amazement and said. Never have I found such faith in all of Israel. And it didn't even come from his Jewish people, his family. It came from the Romans. So whatever you're going through today, this week, this month, trust and believe that God sees you. He knows what you're going through and he longs to help you. No matter who you are, allow God inside. Be like the centurion and call out to Jesus and believe he has heard you. The second story is also taken from Matthew. It's concerning the faith of a Canaanite woman. So it's Matthew 
chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from their vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Jesus' disciples were puzzled by Jesus' silence and asked him to get rid of the woman because she was bothering them with nagging persistence. They showed zero compassion for her or her sensitivity to her needs. I could see myself sometimes in how the disciples reacted, becoming so preoccupied with my spiritual needs or my physical needs, emotional needs, that I really miss the needs of others. But when the woman came and knelt before him, she cried out, Lord, help me. His reply was, 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 <laughs> was a bit rough. It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the, the, the dogs. But dogs was a term the Jewish commonly referred to, uh, referred to Gentiles to. So they applied it to the Gentiles because the Jews considered them uh, pagan people, no more likely than dogs to receive God's blessing. Harsh for sure. Uh, but Jesus wasn't degrading the woman, but reflecting the Jewish attitude, the Jews' attitude, so as to contrast it to, with his own. Remember, every single um, Jesus used as many opportunities as possible to teach and guide, but he was using it in a in a language that the Jews would would understand. When Jesus replied that, that she didn't argue. Instead, she uses she used his own Jesus's own choice words and agreed to be considered as a dog as long as she could receive God's blessing. So, how does she show her faith? First, for sure, she had a goal. She wanted her her daughter to be healed. She was a mother in desperate need to have her daughter well again. Her faith had to uh, overcome many obstacles. One, racism. So she was a Gentile from Canaan, a member of a doomed race in those times. She had to overcome religion. She was a Gentile mother calling out to Jesus, the Messiah of the Jews. And she had to overcome reality. Her daughter was possessed by a demon and a member of a doomed race. So a lot was going against her. But despite all this, her faith was stronger than the obstacles in front of her. How has your faith persisted despite the many obstacles you may have faced? This is another example of Jesus being overwhelmed by the faith of the woman. It is great faith from a non-Israelite. Let's ask God to give us the faith of the Canaanite woman so we can also partake in God's saving love. That no matter what obstacle we're facing, we turn to God for help and we have faith in his ability to get us through 
this obstacle. The last story for today is taken from Joshua 2. It's about Rahab and the spies. There's going to be a common, a common theme here, obviously. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go, look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab, Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up to the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us, so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Shihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a, sur a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters and all who belong to them and that you will save us from death. Our lives for your lives, the men assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. So she let, let them down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the holy city. She said to them, go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourselves there three days until they return and then go on your way. Now the men he had said to her, This oath you made us swear will not be binding on us unless when we enter the land you have tied the scarlet cord in your window through which you let us down and unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers and all your family into your house. If any of them go outside your house into the street, their blood will be on, your own, on their own heads. We will not be responsible. As for those who are in the house with you, their blood will be on our head if a hand is laid on them. But if you tell what, they are, what we are doing, we will be released from the oath you made us swear. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. So she sent them away and they departed. And she tied the scarlet cord in the window. When they left, they went into the hills and stayed there three days. Until the pursuers had searched all along the road and returned without following them. Then the two men started back. They went down out of the hills, forded the, the river, and came to Joshua, son of Nun, and told him everything that had happened to them. 
They said to Joshua, The Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. Thanks be to God. So Rahab was a prostitute. That was her trade. The men hid there because people would have been accustomed to seeing strangers come and go at all night, all hours of night. So wouldn't have um, stirred any any suspicion. She might have been a prostitute and a Gentile, but she's only one of five women mentioned in the genealogy of, G- of Jesus and is held up alongside Sarah, the wife of Abraham, as faithful in Hebrews 11. So imagine how these, these Jewish people saw firsthand, they were there, part of the, cro- the crossing at the Red Sea. They saw firsthand the power of God. And a lot of them complained and grumbled and grumbled and doubted and, and turned away from God and, and towards paganism. But this woman who wasn't a, a witness just heard about who this God of Israel was, heard about the miracles he performed. She believed he was the true God. Her belief was strong enough that she chose to betray her city, her people, in order to hide two Israeli spies on the roof of her house. In return for their safety, Rahab negotiated that they would spare her family and her from the imminent destruction of the city. Some might say that it wasn't faith at all that motivated her, but her desire to keep her family safe. However, if that was her true motivation, she could have just easily turned them in to the authorities and maybe even have received a reward. Instead, she chose to protect the spies. God flattened the walls of the Oracle, but left Rahab's house alone intact. She and her kin were spared God's wrath, and she was welcomed into Israel's fold. So let me get back to what I mentioned about Jesus's genealogy. As we read the genealogy of Jesus Christ in the New Testament, there are a few women that are listed. Three of the women tied to his genealogy are most surprising. So one is the, is the woman we just read about, Rahab, the prostitute. The other is Ruth a Moabitess, and the third was Bathsheba, David's wife, that he took by illicit ways. There is beauty to the fact that three such women should be chosen by God to be in the lineage of his son. There is beauty to the fact that three such women should be chosen by God to be in the lineage of his son. Beauty because Jesus came to identify with sinful man, that he might take upon himself man's guilt and sin and die in his place. So rather than choosing to come from pure, royal, blue-blood lineage, we find very common sinful people listed in the line of Jesus Christ. What can we learn from today's three stories? One, God looks beyond labels and meets us where we are. And two, God looks for faith not nationality, color, or religion. God is a God for all. He cares only about what is on the inside. He thinks you are perfect just the way you are. Jesus came to call on all of us to be saved, Jew or Gentile. We are all part of God's kingdom. 
Thank you for listening to Two Pillars Podcast with Elita Torres. If you like what you just heard, please subscribe and leave me a positive review on iTunes. It is the best way you can support this podcast as it helps to reach other listeners. You can also go on my twopillarspodcast.com website for more information on Two Pillars Podcast and you'll find uh, the other episodes as well. A link to other episodes. Join me next time for another episode of Two Pillars Podcast.